peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? I've been thinking about something a lot, which has taken me to the book of Matthew chapter 10. And I'm just going to read a bunch of verses. <clears throat> um, probably won't really offer much commentary. This is just a, a topic I was thinking about just because of different things I see going on. So I'm going to read very little commentary. Maybe, maybe not. You know how my brain works. Anyway, Matthew chapter 10, let's get into this. Okay, um, verse 1. I don't know how far I'm going to go down, but when I get to the verse I want uh, want to go over, we'll, we'll stop there. But I, I wanted to read the whole chapter or everything that happened before just so we have actual context for what's going on. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits and cast them out uh, to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first Simon, who is called Peter and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and, uh, and Labius, uh, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go into the way of the, of the, uh, go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire, um, and inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And then, and when ye come into the house, salute it, excuse me. And, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of the house or the city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, 
it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Wow. Let, let, let that one sink in right there. That's something. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. Uh, and, ye, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake. That's the key there. For his sake, not just for any reason, for his sake. For a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when when they deliver you up, take no thought um, how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. I know this is a verse people use a lot when it comes to talking to people and sharing a gospel and things like that. And not that and not that the principle of God helping you when you're talking to people and and illuminating scripture so you can expound on it not that that doesn't happen but i think in this context this is dealing with something specific and it's not just a a broad statement um verse 21 and the brother uh where was that uh verse 19 but when they shall deliver you up take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men. Here's the key for my namesake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when when they per, um, but when they persecute you in the city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man, son of man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the air, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to deliver, uh, to destroy both soul and body in hell um, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing 
and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Um, fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him also him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. Think, And this is the verse that I wanted to focus on. Uh, this is kind of something that's been on my mind. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I came, uh, for I am come to set man at variance. Now, this is what's important. He's explaining what he's saying, right? So unless somebody gets the, the false idea that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about uh, bringing like a literal sword at people, right? Whacking at people with a sword. That's not the point. The, the point is the, the, um, the separation and attention between people. And that's, you know, further discussed here when he says, for I am come, uh, to set a man at variance. So what I'm going to do, this is kind of off the cuff because I didn't plan on looking up this word like often happens, but that word variance means in law and alter uh, an alteration of something formally laid in a writ or difference between a declaration and a writ or the deed on which it is grounded. Any alteration or change of condition Difference that pro that uh, that produces dispute or controversy, disagreement, dissension, discord, a mere variance may become a war, um, a disagreement in state or difference or want of agreement. So you get the point. There's going to be some disagreements uh, against his father and the daughter against her mother and the the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And there's, there's, Definitely in this in this day, along with the self-worship we have, there's also a a unbiblical worship of family members. I, I see that actually happen a lot. I love all my family. I love all my family to death. But God is first. <laughs> God is, is, is who I love above all. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Now, here's the interesting thing about that statement. And I kind of, I've thought about this before and I think about it more now. When you look at that, like immediately, what we think is the the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So so we think about, I know this is a common uh, common thought. You see that and you think about dying to self, which I, which I believe is a, is a correct thought, but think about it. 
This is before he was crucified. So the peop the the original um people who heard this would not have associated that with his crucifixion. Well, what would they have associated it with? Well, we know people were crucified. It was it was, you know, uh a cruel punishment Romans used as a capital punishment. And we know it was definitely uh, a hard way to go. So uh, I can only assume that they would hear that and understand the connotation of of death to self. But maybe I'm wrong. But definitely they would not have associated that with the with the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, the death, burial and resurrection, because that hadn't happened yet. They didn't even they didn't even realize that this was going to happen. So that's something to think about when you see him saying this to his disciples. What would they associate that 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 with? He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. So going back to that statement about taking up the cross, following up with this statement, then in, in my opinion, it would be clear that they would understand Oh, he's he's talking about putting away our own life to follow him. He that receiveth you receiveth me. He that receiveth us receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple verily I say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward but again the verse that I uh, have been thinking about a lot is verse 34 think not that I am come to bring peace on earth I am not come to send peace but a sword and one of the reasons I thought about that is there's a delicate dance of a believer and the delicate dance is that dance of I, I want to share the gospel. I want to uh, I want to do right by those without. Right. I want to love my neighbor as myself. I think sometimes the mistake is made that. In some people's minds, they think they have to compromise truth to love their neighbor as their self. And I submit to you that if you compromise truth, then you're not actually carrying out what the Bible's teaching, right? The Bible does say, blessed are the peacemakers, right? So we are supposed to be peacemakers, but I, I don't think, I don't think what people understand is that doesn't mean peace at the cost of violating God, right? Because the Lord Jesus Christ, our perfect example, a peacemaker, but you see many times where he's going back and forth with the, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and some of his, his, his teachings and, and conversations toward the Sadducees and the Pharisees wasn't, it, it wasn't, I'm trying to figure out how to put this in words. 
the Lord Jesus Christ was 100% peaceful and 100% truthful and honest. And sometimes I think we, we think we have to compromise in order not to hurt a person's feelings. Now, I'm going to do my best if I'm talking to somebody about a biblical topic that maybe maybe it's something they have a problem with. Maybe it's something they're uneasy with. I'm going to do my best to try to be as as peaceable as possible, but I'm not going to compromise on the truth of what the Bible actually says while being peaceable. And that's something that is not. I don't think that's something that is parsed out properly because we feel that we are supposed to get along with everyone, even at the cost of truth. And I think that's what the Bible's dealing with here. Like that's not biblical. He said, think not that I'm come to send peace on earth. I am. I am. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am I'm come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. For he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy. So the, the focus is not that you're at odds with people just for the sake of being at odds. What normally happens is the world has a way and God has a way. The world's way is not God's way. That's where the variance comes. It's not you being at odds with someone just for the sake of being at odds or you having a problem with someone and, and causing issues not related to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is 100% about your conversion and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, how that relationship changed when you got saved. You received the Holy Spirit, things in your life begin to change. You see with a new set of eyes. So you are now at variance with the world. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and you try to do battle with people. That's not that's not what it is. You you do seek to make peace but not at the cause of truth. And I think people got that confused. They think that when the Bible says blessed are the peacemakers that you have to accept everything. No, you do your best. The book of, I believe it's the book of Romans put it best. If it be at all possible, live peaceably with all men. It didn't just say live peaceably with all men said, if it be at all possible. So the point is, again, using the Lord Jesus Christ as our example, he sought to walk and to live peaceably with men. Where they varied from God, he dealt very directly with truth. You can do that. You can live peaceable with with men you can live peaceable with people who don't believe the bible while still holding to bible truth the problem is some people are under the impression that to hold to certain biblical truths is not peaceable and they believe the peaceable thing is to compromise on biblical truths just to get along that's not 
how it's supposed to be. You live peaceable. I, I never make an attempt to attack anyone on anything. I am not God, nor do I stand in God's place. But at the moment where somebody varies from what the Bible teaches, I have to step in and go, hey, I understand. I understand why you believe that. That's not biblically true. This is what the Bible says. I did not write this. This is the truth. This is what God set out. You can do that in a peaceable way, but that is going to cause a variance between you and others if you believe the Bible. And and what what made me think about this is I, I see this this growing. You know, I pay attention to a lot of things. I see stories. I see things happening on the Internet, uh, things being posted, watch videos, read articles. And I see this growing um, movement where people accept things that are not biblical in the name of peace. And they think that that's a biblical approach. And it is not. If if violating what God's word says or accepting something that is a violation of God's word is what you believe the Bible is teaching about peace. You are sadly mistaken. You're sadly mistaken. The, the, the biblical peace is you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Right. I'm not looking to jump down anybody's throat for what they do one way or another. If they didn't ask my opinion, if it's not biblical, hey, do what you do. Live your life. But when it comes to conversations, when people want to know what I think about a biblical issue or or it, or it's something where uh, the, the, the conversation goes in a way where we're talking about something the Bible definitely discusses. I can't for the sake of a family member, a friend, an in-law whatever side with them over what the Bible teaches. This is where the variance comes. And it doesn't mean that you're not being peaceful. The problem is not with you. The problem is with the person who has not been born again and does not want to, nor can they submit to God's truth, right? So you're not causing, um, you're not causing a problem in seeking a, a, a tumultuous situation. You have decided to walk with God and that puts you at variance with the world. It's a delicate balance. It is definitely a delicate balance. But the problem I see is I see people who may be well-intentioned, but what they don't understand is they're actually violating the Bible in this move to just accept everything that is not the Bible way. If it's not biblical, if it violates God's word, it's something that I have to stand against. And that just is what it is. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people. <laughs>